table. We're going to have a good time in the Lord today. We're going to be talking about disappointment. We're also going to be sharing from the Wise Man book, Poverty is Not Your Friend. So you're going to make sure you keep it right here on the Apostle Savior. Hallelujah. 
You are their provider, glory to God. You are their Jehovah Jireh. Lord, we thank you for being our all in all. Hallelujah. You said, who do men say that I am? Glory to God. Then you say, I am that I am. Hallelujah. So that's everything. Glory to God. You say, if we're hungry, you say, I am. Hallelujah. You say, if we need shelter, you say, I am. Glory to God. If we need a friend, you said, I am. Hallelujah. And Lord, we just thank you, glory to God, for being a friend hallelujah we thank you glory to god for being a companion glory to god a burden bearer a mind regulator glory to god a doctor that never lost the patient lord we thank you hallelujah for being these things to us glory to god lord even in the midst of our storm you said you would be amen the calm in the midst of the storm glory to god you would be the peace hallelujah you would be the understanding, glory to God. And Lord, we just want to give you praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We know what we could have been, should have been, and would have been. Hallelujah. But Lord, you said not so. Hallelujah. I have called you to a greater calling, glory to God. Hallelujah. You stayed the hand of death, glory to God. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask Father God that you come on in this room. Hallelujah. That you have your way. Hallelujah, that words are said to edify, amen, hallelujah, the people of God and build your kingdom. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. and amen, hallelujah. Oh, God is good. <laughs> From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name remains worthy to be praised. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, we are in our time of praise and worship. Amen. And I want to encourage you, praise God, amen, that worship is not just singing. Amen. It's not just music. Sometimes worship is just doing what God says to you. Amen. Yes. Loving on somebody. Showing up for somebody. Amen. And I don't know why I feel this in my spirit. Some of you, praise God, you know you need to be helping somebody right now. It's somebody you need to pick up the phone and call. Hallelujah. It's somebody that you need to say, hey, worship. I know I'm not around a lot but you on my mind. Come on, hallelujah. That's worship. That's showing somebody who God is. And that's showing God that you believe what he says in his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For us to be, uh, 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 to assist, amen, those that are poor, assist, amen, the widow. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. How, how many of you know, amen, an elderly person that just don't have nobody? Come on. You can be that somebody. That's worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank what you do you think about that? Hallelujah. I think that we are his vessels. I know now. And we don't always, we don't see him, but he works through us to help other people. Come on now. Hallelujah. And as his vessels, that, that's what we're commissioned to do. Amen. Amen. As his vessels. And that's the key. We Come are on. His vessels. We are. <laughs> we are his vessels. Glory to God. And I know sometimes we're on our own agenda. Hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to do a couple of announcements. Praise God. We got some uh, things coming up. Like today, we're going to San Antonio. Amen. We're going to be in the house. Amen. At Living Spring. Praise God. For Pastor Bertrand. Amen. It's his church anniversary. So we'll be out there lifting up the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Next week, praise God, we're going to be over at Fresh New Beginnings Full Gospel Church. Praise God for my apostles' anniversary. Glory to God. And I am excited because I know it's going to be a hallelujah good time. Glory to God. Amen. So, amen. Hallelujah. We invite you out. Praise God. If you know some of our Facebook page, I might be tagged. Praise God in the announcement. If you want to come out and have a good, good time, you need to pay attention. To my page, come on, amen. amen. Write down the information. Y'all know we don't write nothing down. No more. Put in your phone number. Put in your phone number. And look, we don't write it down. And then when we need to remember something, it's like, oh, and you go looking for it and can't find it. Let's write it down, amen. We're gonna have a good time in the Lord. Also, praise God. We're getting ready in this, uh, for uh, December the tenth. Praise God, the National uh, AIDS Day on the on December first. And so we're going to celebrate it on December 10th at BH Ranch. We're going to have a big event out there, praise God. It's going to be about awareness. It's going to be about uh, health. It's going to be about a number of things. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have activities for the children. It's, of course, HIV awareness. And we will also have health fair. So you'll get tested for, you know, things like high blood pressure, cholesterol, and it's just a fun-filled winter wonderland aware. So come out and have fun. You'll be hearing more about it as the days to come. Amen. Amen. And uh, it's, it's necessary, praise God, amen, in the church for us to, um, as well to come out. You see, because sometimes, and uh, my mom used to say to me, you, you so spiritual, you know, you know earthly good. And sometimes that's how we are. We think that we... Uh, our only concern is spiritual things, but he said he's, but God is concerned about the whole man. Amen. He's concerned about diabetes. He's concerned about, come on, amen, the things that your body is going through. And he said his people perish for a lack of knowledge. Amen. So we need to, amen, be a curious Take care of his temple. We were just talking about that. Taking care of God's temple. Talk to us a little bit. I know that's your passion. So, I was given a vision years ago about after I had, after I was on dialysis and was told I would never come off, and God said better, I was off of dialysis after being on it for six weeks. And in that healing, God gave me the Temple Fitness Center. Mm. And I did not know when it was going to come to pass. I did not act upon it at that moment, so it was put on the back burner. But yesterday in the whirlpool, he brought it back to me that I am supposed to be involved in what's called the Temple Fitness Center. Right. So you'll be hearing more about that as God gives me the vision and how to help that to manifest. Amen. And I thank God, I thank God for uh, the things that he gives us to do as his children. Amen. And, and if he's giving you a vision, he will give you instruction. 
people to go with that vision, praise God. But you got to answer the call, no matter how unorthodox it sounds. Because sometimes we say, well, God wouldn't tell me to do that. You know, not right now. that's just my imagination. Yeah, or not right now. But the way he works is he gives you the vision. Come on, amen. And when you get up and say, well, I'm going to walk this out in faith, then he begins to open doors. He begins to show you the things that you need to put together, amen, to make that vision come alive. Then he said, when you write it, some of y'all didn't catch that, when you write it down, come on, amen, hallelujah. I recently just started writing back in my journal, <laughs> and it has really blessed me because I used to write in my journal when I was a kid. And uh, it helped me, you know, the child trying to get get rid of stuff, you know. And uh, so I just started picking it back up again since my life has taken a little change. And it has really begun to help me navigate through some of these dark waters. And I didn't do it at the time because it was Temple's Fitness Center. And I was 322 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I lost weight in the hospital. I was down to 260. But I was like, you're still not fit enough to be over a center called the Temple Fitness of God or the Temple Fitness Center. How are people going to look at you and come to your clinic and you overweight? So I said, okay, I'm going to lose the weight and then it'll be a testimony for what I'm over in business. But right now, today, I'm still 242. So I haven't lost the weight in, in 10 years. But the vision came right back to my head yesterday. Uh -huh. So I have to walk it out like God wants me to walk it out instead of walking it out the way I think it should be. Because we get in our own way. Yes, we do. If we would listen to God and look at the vision and, like she just said, walk it out in faith, it'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. And, and the walk is not always easy. It's, it's full of challenges. Amen. But that's why, amen, he said, after a while, he said, they will run. Come on. Hallelujah. That, that means he's going to send help. Amen. To make sure that that vision comes to pass. But for a time, sometimes we walk it alone. Amen. And sometimes that vision. Yeah, come on. People don't understand it. Or they, they're negative. But you can't listen to people. You listen to God. And that's the challenge. That's that's a part of the challenge. You get tried, you get tested. Trials and tribulations come. But will you continue to carry, amen, the torch? Amen. Will you continue, amen, to do what God has called you to do? Which brings me to that popular scripture. Who hindered you? Come on, amen. He looked at it, he said, who hindered you? You know, what came between you and your zeal? Come on. What came between you and the vision? Come on, what made you sit down and say, well, I don't, not right now, I can't do this. Or, or, you know, what is it? See, because we have to understand that not everything that God uh, has us doing, amen, is just dealing with physical. It's dealing with emotional. Yeah. It's dealing with, because sometimes, I'm going to tell y'all, if I sit down and do nothing, I would feel absolutely bad. I would feel like I'm not a productive person. I would, you know, and God knows that about me. So he always gives me something to do. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes you, yeah, in certain situations you need to sit on your hands. 
But in certain, some situations, my my granny used to tell me all the time, do whatever you find. Your, come on. <laughs> you know, people say, I can't do it. Do what, your, what you find your hands do. And that's what I do. That's how I, I stay healthy. That's how I, that's how I stay alive. Come on, amen. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, you want to live, live. <laughs> come on, amen. You want to live, live. No excuses. You're going to have, like she said, you're going to have to go by yourself sometimes. You got to be willing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, we're going to be talking. uh, I want to, uh, I'm going to have evangelists to read a word for our encouraging word today. Amen. Arthur Wise Man. Okay. He's an apostle now. Amen. So, um, he's he's a prophet to me. He spoke my gospel soul into, because my gospel soul, he came on as a guest, and he spoke over my podcast that it would go way past the uh, following that, you know, that I had at the time. I had, like, maybe uh, 200 followers, and I was just getting started. And he told me that it would skyrocket. And now it's over 285,000 followers. He's a prophet. Amen. Glory to God. And he has been anointed, praise God, as an apostle now. So we respect that call. And we uh, will be hearing a reading from Poverty is Not Your Friend, Arthur Watson. This is entitled Trumper. Troubling your house. He that troubled his own house shall inherit the wind, and he and the fool shall be servant to the wise in heart. Proverbs eleven twenty nine. He that troubles his own house shall inherit the wind. To be a wise man's slave shall be the fool's end. Could you imagine working day and night to accumulate wealth by any means necessary? only to inherit nothing. Worse still, what about doing illegal things or engaging in unethical activities just to make a buck? Does it make sense to trouble the very house that you are trying to bless? Before you proceed, perhaps it would best to define house. As described in this passage, the word house has a variety of applications from the obvious house or home, to the extended versions meaning family, temple, ministry, or business. To bring trouble to any one of these areas in one's life is counterproductive. As a matter of fact, before one can properly build a house, he must have a proper foundation. Proverbs 24.3 tells us that through wisdom is a house built. Verse 27 of the same chapter admonishes us to prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. Boring a properly phrased pertaining pertaining to trouble is, don't start none, it won't be none. In other words, if you don't build your house with trouble, then trouble cannot tear it down in the end. A house, family, ministry, a career built on trouble is destined to crumble. Mm. 
a house, family, ministry, or career built on trouble is destined to crumble. Such action is deemed as foolish to receive bribes, cut corners, or operate in unethical means to advance one's cause is foolish and destructive. The foolish will inherit the wind. As for the wise in heart, those that build a house with godly wisdom, those that build a house with godly wisdom, they shall inherit glory. A house built on trouble is a house on the bone. I love this. Let's talk it's about just, it. it speaks volumes. If, what is the part that really stuck out to Because I think when we think of a house, we think of brick and mortar. And a house is so much more than that. It is, as I said, as I read, it is your family, it is your career, it is your, even your ministry. We don't like to think of your ministry as a house. But anything that you build, if it's built on a troubling foundation, troubling means lies, yeah. troubling means <laughs> deceit, troubling means evilness, whatever the trouble is, if it's built on that, it is not going to stand. Yeah. It is going to fall. Going now, to fall. It may stand for a while, yeah. but it's going to fall, be it a relationship, be it your ministry, be it your family, be it a brick and mortar. If the brick and mortar is not built on the proper foundation, it ain't going to stand the storm. So it just... It just spoke to me. That's just what that just what stood out to me. A house built on trouble is a house on the bubble. It ain't gonna last. A bubble last. will pop. Yes, it will. It's gonna only float for a while. Oh wow! And the wind, rain, a brick, and it's over. And that's why it's important before you start to even build that house, you make sure you're working with the right tools. And come on. What do you want the house to look like? See, sometimes we rush into things. And look, I always say, think big, think big. In our lives, you, if you just think about it, you can think about business situations right. you rush into. You can think about, you know, relationships relationship you rushed rush into. And you did not take the time to get to know that person or get to know, you know, their, how they handle business. You just got excited. <laughs> Amen. Good, good, felt good, thought it was good. And thought it was good. And thought it was good. But you have to use wisdom. We talked about being unequally yoked. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. Being unequally yoked. You know, and that can be even in a business. Uh, not, we always want to make it be in a marriage, but it can be in a business. Yeah. Yeah. You, my friend, but we might not be equal. Yoke to do a business. To do a business. We might not be equally yoked to do a ministry. Come on. Because you want to save souls and I want to perform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. We're gonna we're gonna constantly we're gonna bump heads with black clashes. And uh and sometimes we when we get ourselves in these situations, and I was talking to the woman the other day, I was telling you about uh sometimes we want to just win. We want to just be right. But we don't realize in our being right how much destruction we cause with that. And many times I talk about a train deferred, right? A, I mean derailed. And when a train when a train is going and it's derailed, it doesn't lose momentum. No, it's going to crash through everything that houses, cars, people, streets. It's going to, until it stops until it loses momentum so 
sometimes our life is derailed. But we're wondering why is it so much destruction happening? Well, I'm supposed to be on the right path. You got off track a long time ago. And we have to have enough wisdom to say, wait a minute, come on. Because when God, the Bible says, when God giveth, he add no sorrow with it. So if you, <laughs> some of us, oh, I'm suffering for Christ's sake. Oh, I'm living for Yeah. 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 My God. Really have to use this. I can think of many times in my life where I can use this. I was in my flesh, so I was razzle-dazzled and excited, you know, and I jumped and made decisions. And listen, when I say, which causes us to have disappointments, who are we going to get into that in a few minutes? It causes us to have disappointments. But one of the things I love to say, amen, and God had to to uh, really uh, deal with me on is taking responsibility for my own stuff. Come on, amen. We don't like to do that. It hurts. It don't feel good. Yes. It don't feel good. And we don't want to be embarrassed. Again, it goes back to that. I want to be right. I want to prove that I'm right. I don't want people saying, oh, yeah, you you know. But at what cost are you willing to keep walking in destruction? Come on. Hallelujah. The Bible, praise God, talks about, amen, a wise man. Come on. Hallelujah. Build your house. Come on, hallelujah. Build glory to God. But uh but uh a uh, contentious contentious person, they're gonna do what? Tear down. Come on, amen. You ever see met somebody who self sabotage? Mm-hmm. I self sabotage. <laughs> be right. <laughs> and it's right, but I'm scared. There's a whole lot of stuff that we test up there. Yeah. Fear paralyzes. Come on. Faith mobilizes. Ooh, so I like you, that. If, if you fearing, it yeah. it'll work. But if you use the faith that you have that God has given you, yeah, it's gonna mobilize. It's gonna move. It's gonna move. Oh, but that God. fear keeps wrecking. Yeah, yeah. And I call it marking time. That's all we're doing. Cause you think oh, you think you're doing something. <laughs> now, I love to testify. Everybody know me. You know, I I keep it real. I testify about different decisions that I made, and it and and I thought I was growing. And then when I wake up and get out of that situation, I find out I'm right back at, at a starting point, which really I never left that point. Come on, hallelujah. And I, because I, I don't want you to be deceived, the enemy, the enemy loves for you to be deceived, love for you to think, but the Bible says more highly of yourself than you, than you, you know, ought to. He's not saying that you're not blessed and highly favored. What he's saying is you'll think you're further than you are. And sometimes people come into your life or situations arrive. You get the big head. Come on, you think you're going somewhere. But you did not you did not follow the instruction of God. You went through the back door, through the window. Come on, you went, come on. You didn't you didn't do it the way God said do it. Now it's suffering in your life. Now it's hell that broke loose in your life. And you're saying, Oh, well, I'm suffering for Christ's sake. No, you're suffering because of decisions. I know it's hard for us to hear that, but but every day, but every day, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, Lord, and he say, I didn't tell you to get in, in it in the first place. I didn't send him to your life in the first place. 
thank God he got you out Ooh. of something that you chose to be with. Blessed be the name Blessed of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Look, my grace is sufficient concerning you. My God. Who <laughs> when you said that? Oh, my God. I bless God for that. My Lord. We have to. We have to. How do you grow without taking responsibility? Right. How do you grow? How do you how do you not see the grace of God when you could be and should have been and would be? <laughs> Hallelujah. How do you not see the grace of God? Oh my God. Hallelujah. So I mean, we're gonna go into disappointment today. And I love to give to give scripture. Now I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. My mama had us quote, you know, quote and read Bible scriptures when we was kids before we go to bed every night. She can't read 17, 12, 2. She don't care. You're going to read the scripture. Even if it's Jesus, well, <laughs> you're going to read something. Come on. And at the time we were going through it, we were at the church where it, the more script, the more uh, uh, chapters you read, it, the more dollars you got. Come on. Hallelujah. So, baby. <laughs> so, the word of God can be in you, praise God. But how do we allow it to manifest itself? Amen. You have to surrender to it. Amen. So today we, we're going to be talking about disappointment. And we're going to start off in uh, Psalms 32 and 7. It says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Now, I was reading through all the scriptures that I have and the Lord wants us to get to the core of what we're disappointed in. And what, how do we get to a place where we could be disappointed? Well, disappointment is simply you're hurt or saddened or discouraged by an unfulfilled expectation in someone or something. So you, you can almost say we set ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah, we do. Because it's simply an unfulfilled expectation that you have in someone or something that causes you to be hurt. Yes, yes. So you got to realize what disappointment is. First. You got to realize. And the the definition, that's on. the definition Come of on. being disappointed. Come on. Because it's unfulfilled expectations. And unfortunately, when we get disappointed, if you gotta watch how you move when you're disappointed. Yes, you do. Yes, I, you do. I'm, 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 I'm dealing with disappointment as we speak, but yes. you gotta watch how you move because you can stay in the disappointment. You yep. can dwell in the disappointment. Yeah. You can say, "Woe is me" in the disappointment. Ooh, come on. And if you do that, then that leads to hurt, pain, anger, bitterness. depression, come on. bitterness. So if I'm dwelling in all of that, yeah. That don't, don't feel good. So then your flesh wants to be comforted. Yeah. Because you gotta watch how you move. Ooh. If you dwell in the disappointment, come on. You gonna it's gonna trickle down to all these other things that I just named. Yeah. Then you're gonna look for comfort. Yeah. Then you're gonna your flesh wants comfort. Yeah. Because you're not thinking with the spiritual head, because you're dwelling in the disappointment. Ah. So your flesh gonna want your drink. It's oh. gonna want your smoke. 
He's gonna want you to sex it out. Come on. He's gonna want you to eat it out. Come on. He's gonna want you to cuss it out. Come on. Ain't none of that of God. Ain't none of it of God. And and that's building that messed up house. And it's dwelling. It's not going to. It's not going it's to be fulfilling. It's going to. It's going to be fulfilling for that moment. Come on. But when you get disappointed, come on now. If you acknowledge I'm disappointed, yes, yeah. an unfulfilled expectation. Yeah, yeah. How do you handle that? How do you handle it? You go to the Word of God. You go to the Word of God. You go to the Word of God and see what the Word says about how I handle this important. I want to go, I want to go back to, to what you were saying about unrealistic expectations. And God showed me a long time ago about this important. He said, put somebody on the throne that he's supposed to be on. Like you said, you set, you set yourself up for disappointment. You don't have to be disappointed. But sometimes, like I'm talking about that human part of us, mm -hmm. we have this need to worship, right? And I know you're saying, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. We have a need to worship. Worship women, worship money, worship cause, worship this, status. You know, we have this need to worship, but it's this place. So we'll put somebody in, in, in God's place. We'll put somebody on the throne, you know, and then we'll hold them up on a, on a pedestal. Like I talk about infatuation, people be infatuated with the, with the thought of a person or the image that you see. Then the expectation come on. that you want that person to have. And then when you find out that that is not... And, oh, and I didn't heard it enough. You found out that that is, you know, that picture is not what's at home. Come on, or not what you. All of a sudden, you are disappointed. So you have to make sure you you do not. I always tell people, I do not put anybody before God. Now, sometimes you slip. Let's be real. Sometimes you slip. God will tell you something, and then that person is speaking. There you go. Sometimes you slip and you have to, you have to, like they say, I came to myself. Right. <laughs> you have to come to yourself and realize, okay, and you have to repent. Now watch this. A lot of people, a lot of people feel like I have the right to be a victim. I have a right because I expected this and I got this and I was deceived. But were you or did you deceive yourself? Did you deceive yourself? See, this is the place where maturity sets in, and you're able to release people from that, from that little, <laughs> come on, from that unrealistic, come on. You're able to release people, forgive people. Oh, my God. You're able to do it because now I'm looking at my stuff. Come on, when I have that, have you, and maybe y'all haven't had, have you ever had that conversation with God, the Lord tell you, hey, well, I didn't tell you to do that you crying and you you hurt because we have our emotions. You hurt you 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 know and Lord, why did I have to go to? You think God's gonna just let play into your victim situation? He say because it wasn't ordained by me. I didn't put it together. And if you be real with yourself, at some point during your chase, come on, God said, no, "Ooh, what we call them? Red flags." Yeah. Yes, don't call do mm -hmm. her. Turn down that road. Resign. Oh, 
moved out of the protection of God and we did what we wanted to do. Because, like, and, and look, evangelists don't play with me. She said, You was impatient. <laughs> you was impatient and you didn't want to wait. That's why I love this song about uh, what he's about to say. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. Sometimes it hurts to wait. Mm. It hurts. Ooh, Lord. And sometimes I get to move too fast. God said, be still and know. Oh, God. And I am God. And sometimes I shake my head because I still want to be still and know. Come on. And he don't get long. I still hear. Be still and know. I am God. And look at this. He says, you will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So, Right here has got to go. Yeah. 
You have got to stop doing this. You you might have been patient at one point, but you ain't patient now. <laughs> Come on. He said, I will comfort those that mourn. In Psalms 9 and 10, it says, those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. You have never. So what is it saying? You need to be seeking his face. Mm -hmm. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. <laughs> this, look, in this whole scripture, the whole answer. Seek my face. Then watch this. Turn from your wicked way. See, some of us ain't got to turn right. We're turning you. We're seeking it. But we haven't turned. Oh, we haven't turned. Oh, my God, Lord Jesus. Oh, you can seek for a long time before you turn. Before you turn. But if you don't turn, you're not going to get the other part of the Yeah. Yeah. You, you might just go stop right here. See my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear, will I hear from heaven. Forgive their sins and heal their land. Jesus is waiting to stand up for you. But you got to, he say, you got to do this first. He said, then. So and when it's a then, there's some instructions before. Come on. Amen. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. It's a process. It's a process. And I think that's what we don't we don't realize. That it is a process. I told my son the other day that you can be saved, sanctified, filled with the Lord. But if your character gets to be funny, you have a funny demeanor, you have your comedian unsaved. You're a comedian saint. Your jokes change. Yeah. So yeah. your true character, God does not take that away because that's your uniqueness. Yeah. It's a process though. If, I get, if I'm a cussing <laughs> comedian today and I get saved tomorrow, it's still a process. It's still a process. I'm, I'm going to tell a couple of jokes that may not have as many customers. Yeah. Then before you know it, because I'm studying the word and reading the word. Waiting, waiting. Come on. And when the word gets in me, then the curse word is not going to feel good to me anymore. And I'm going to tell a different joke. But I'm still a comedian. Still a comedian. And a lot of people like to argue and say, oh, once you get saved, it happens instantly. Sometimes it's a process. Come on. You can be healed instantly sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But even that sometimes is a process. Oh, and let me let me talk about the, the one of the most popular things that people can't handle in the church, which is gospel rap. Okay. They rapped when they were in the world. <laughs> there you go. Same they are same still person. a rapper. When they give their life to Christ. Now it, is, it now it is some rappers that need to sit down for a minute before they get the rap. Because the thing is, let me be real. I'll be real. If you you thug, you thugged out, come on, come on now. You were selling drugs and all this kind of stuff, and and you don't know Christ. Let's let's be honest. You gotta first get a relationship with God, really find out what serving him is. Then when you pick that mic up to glorify God, we we're gonna we're gonna not only see the anointing on your life, but feel the anointing on your life. <coughs> because good. now you have you have experienced who God is. Now your lyrics are gonna match up with your walk. That's right. But when you first come to Christ, I'm gonna tell you all something. When I first got saved, I didn't go straight into the pulpit. Come on, I had to find out who I was. 
I had to, I had to, I had healing that was going on, deliverance that was going on. I had to come to Bible studies. Come on, I was still falling out, hitting the floor, and come on, and, and getting different spirits off my life. Come on. But sometimes when you come into the church, some saints of old, some of them don't know how to speak your language, so you think they rejected you. So they, oh no, yo man, you have to sit down. You mad? That's a part of you that God has shown you that you need to get delivered from. Because we know hip-hop is an arrogant, is an arrogant uh, genre, you know. So when you come into the church, the arrogance, you've got to be delivered from the arrogance. Come on, amen. And I, that's cute. And, and so don't get offended when the pastor say, no, you need to sit down for a while. Because y'all know what y'all do, jump churches. I'm going to go where I can. I'm going to start my own ministry. And you ain't prepared. You ain't prepared. You got to get, we don't want to get the basics no more. We just want to jump out there and do what we do. No, you got to get the basics. I tell people all the time, I clean restroom. I, you know, come on, amen. Clean restroom, but I pray while I'm in church. I did. You know. You got to learn how to be a servant. You got to learn. I, look, uh, they call me a pa uh, Apostle Jay, but my mama said, wash the dishes. I'm going to wash the dishes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, humble yourself. You know, I am, I am. And we have to be ever so careful not to let that arrogance. Come on, creep on in. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence. There's some of us, I'm just confident. No, you're arrogant. Come on. That's prideful. Let's look at this. <laughs> oh my god okay last scripture because this has been good well maybe not jesus said blessed are you who hunger now for you will be satisfied blessed are you who weep now for you will last mm -hmm. now it's I, just a season it's just a season you're weeping right now what you really yeah yeah it's just a moment that's a curious to myself it's just a moment yeah it i think about people who, who have lost love ones who get lost in the grief mm -hmm. and Amen. it's it's but a moment Amen. it's but a moment it a seems like eternity Ooh. but it's, but it's, it's just a moment. it's a moment because because after that passes you begin to celebrate life because the grieving process has to be, you know, I always tell people, don't, don't, uh, I used to, uh, I used to abandon the grieving process. I get busy. I, I just pick up something else to do. Whether it be death, divorce, whatever it is, you, the, you tend to not want to deal with it. You don't want to feel it. You don't want to, you don't want to, because you feel like if I don't feel it, then it didn't really happen. But you're going to feel it. But you're going to, it's going to come. So go ahead through it because he said, I'm going to satisfy you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, because let's look at how it says, blessed are you who hunger now. Lonely. Come on. No money. Lost your job. You, it's, it's a hunger in you. you, you right. In other right. words, it's an emptiness in you. It, come That's on. Right. So, but he says, just hold on a minute. He said, for I will satisfy. Oh, I need to go and get it. I need to go. No, no, no. You need to be still. Because <laughs> guess what? He said, I'm bringing your answer. 
I'm, I'm going to fulfill you. I'm going to, yeah. Now, when it talks about weeping, that's what brings me to losing a loved one. Yeah. It's still endings. It's still it is. And sometimes, okay, for example, if 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 I get delivered from something, and this is how I work, I stop uh, uh, lying. So something has to go in its place. This is how it works. Something has to go in its place, right? So instead of you putting everything in, like, like like you were talking about drinking, smoking, all this kind of stuff, instead of putting it, put the word of God in place. Go to church. Come on, get around some folks so that you don't, because all of us got a past. You remember who you used to be. And the enemy wants to come back and take, he wants his, let me tell you something, the enemy going to always want his place back. Because he don't want you to inherit the kingdom of God. So he's going to always, if you give him space, <laughs> just live it. Just a little bit of space. He gonna get in there. So when you when you you lose a loved one, I always tell people do some community service in their honor. Do you know some people start organizations in their honor? They do some positive, so they won't do anything negative. Right. Some young men when they lose their mother, they just they just go all out in the streets and just just become somebody else. To avoid grief or to deal with grief, but really, if you if you say, "Lord, help me," yes. you go to church and get around some praying folk. I'm talking about some real praying folk, some folk that's gonna come over and check on you. And I just want I want to share this with uh, with folks who who, uh, who don't think about this. When a loved one passes, the person that was around that loved one all the time, they need. That's true. Uh, oh, and I ain't talking about for the two weeks after the funeral, right? Because I've been there. People show up for two weeks, bring food, come to the yeah. house. Hey, girl, how you doing? All this kind of stuff. Let me clean this up for you. Let me clean your house up. Let me do this. Then two weeks later, it's empty. But I dare you to show up. Don't show up after the funeral. Show up two weeks later. Come on, when everybody's gone, yeah. you know, and everybody come a month later. Come a month later. Ain't nobody. And I promise you, you're going to see what's really going on. Right, right, and right. God is showing you how to be a very present help in the time of need. God is showing you how to go pay somebody bills for them. Come on. They'll say, here my call, go pay. God is showing you how to, come on, amen. Let me and tell you. It goes back to that vessel. Oh, come on. Vessel. Come on. They are hurting. They yeah. need the vessel. They need the vessel. Listen, I was I was grieving, I was grieving, uh, 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 losing somebody, and I was taking the trash. Well, I was, yeah, I was taking the trash out, just crying to the trash can. The lady ran across the street, said, "Pastor, I got you." Grabbed my trash can, took it to the, you know, walked me back in, went in the kitchen and started cooking. And I promise you, I was out of there. Yeah. This was this was after the funeral. This was after yeah, everything. Yeah, when I got to be in the house, right. come on, by look yourself. at the recliner he used to sit in. Right. Look at me, come right. on, right. Right. by myself. She coming in and, and she do everything real quick. And then she'll pray for me and then she go right out the front door. She didn't even ask no questions. Hmm. A vessel. There you go. And I'm going to teach on a vessel. I got to write that down. <laughs> a vessel. A vessel has no legs. Hmm. A vessel just has a handle and sometimes it don't. 
a vessel can't pour into itself and it can't lift itself up and pour nothing out. A vessel is only sent somewhere by the one that owns it. Come on. The vessel, uh, uh, okay, we need a mug on the table. Who is it for? They got to pick it up to pour it out. See, somehow we don't understand being a vessel means that God sits you where he needs you. Come on. He pours you out, then he fills you back up. Then he sits you in another place where he needs you. He picks you up, he pours you out. Then he That's good. That's good. That's a vessel. That's, a vessel. That's what we are. That's what we are. Some vessels decorate, God some vessels. You here. Come on. You go into you go if you go to a thrift store. Them vessels have been everywhere. You don't know who was bringing something, but when they were done with it, they took it somewhere with somebody else did it. Oh, I got to get on that vessel. But listen, we we have to understand the disappoint disappointing things will happen. But we have to know as saints of God, we can take refuge in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's our refuge. That's our refuge. The Bible said, when my foes came upon me to eat my flesh, they stuck with fail. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. He said, I will protect you. I will restore you. I will give back everything that the enemy took from you. Come on. Hallelujah. He said, I will. See, and he, and this is what is so exciting. He wants us to use him. Come on. Amen. Man, man, don't, don't use me. I, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. But God welcomes it. He loves for you to say, I need you. He loves for you to say, Lord, hold me. Lord, Lord, come on, amen. Lord, keep me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, Lord, send finances from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I have not. Come on. He loves for you to need him. And he said, watch it. He said, and then, you know, we're going to close. He said, this has been so good to me. He said, praise God, if you really look at it, he says, I want to give you everything. All I need is for you to say I did. Right. Oh, my God. Somebody Just get that thing in a minute. He said, I want to move heaven and earth for you. He said, I want to give you the desires of your heart. I just need you to just tell somebody I did. Right. That's give, me, give me some glory. Come on. I need praise you. me. Come on. Thank I need you to go over there and pray. For this young lady, I need you to sow it to this young lady. Like, I'm gonna give it back to you a hundredfold. Come on, but I just need for you to say that I did it. Right. Uh, that's all that's all this is. Come on. There's a lot of people today don't understand me, and that's okay. But my whole life is dedicated to Jesus Christ. Why? Because he did it all. Anything you see me doing, trailer, I got a trailer, I didn't pay nothing for it. Come on. It's full of tables and chairs. So we go out and do ministry. Everything that I have at look, he gave me a vision. Then my desire became to fulfill the vision. And then God takes care of everything else. Amen. And a lot of us don't want to get lost in oh, I don't want to get lost in the church. But do you know how how awesome it is to be that person that sleeps at the church, to be that person? And I don't mean sleep at the physical. Building. I'm talking about you all. What every day you get up, you're trying to figure out what you can do to to, to show somebody that God is able. Amen. Look, what do I do? Come on, Amen. He said, "I will give." Look, well, how would you feel if God said, "I will give you your ministry. I'm gonna give you everything free of charge. You ain't paying no payments on it. I just need you to tell somebody I did." 
Come on. I just need you to put my name on. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Come on. Amen. A simple request. You want to put clothes on people? I'm going to send you clothes from the north, south, east, and the west. I just need, need you to say, in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's powerful within itself. Yes, That's it how is. good he is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be disappointed. Don't be disappointed. He is. Yes, you are. Trust God. Trust we will be. Ooh, trust God. <laughs> Ooh, this is so good to be. Hey. Thank you, Lord God. This helped me today. It helped me today. It helped me. It helped me so much. Because. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Yeah. I, I walked in. I walked in my studio office. And I was. I remember sitting on the porch of my little. Wood shotgun house, and the Lord told me you gonna have a talk show. Okay, I started thinking about Oprah and all kinds of things, and, and and you know I started off with a podcast. Then all of a sudden the internet really got busy. Then I then God started sending cameras, and He started sending this, and the Lord said, "Put this on the wall, and this right here." So and now it that was in two thousand nine. 2022, I'm sitting here. Come on, I'm trying to tell y'all. With, with the studio. With, with, and and this is not this is not bragging on me, this is bragging on God. I ain't no way I could have did this stuff myself. But when people came and said, oh, this not going to work, you wasting this and you wasting money and, and you ain't called to do nothing, you think I sat down? No, I still showed up for the promises of God. Your blessing's not going to be like everybody else's. You want it the way so-and-so got it. But that's not how it's going to be. Amen. Come on now. Woman God told me the vision. I was like, oh. First, she told me. She told me vision. First thing started happening yeah, in my head. Yeah, I told you what we do. And then we got to go ahead and go to that. But God told me yeah. to share. Yeah. He sent the people that you need. Yeah. Yeah, and I tell people, I say, don't tell me nothing. I'm like, can she slow down? <laughs> I, just, I just got the world food. I, I tell people, hey, don't tell me nothing because God, I'm one of the people God has showed me how to get it done. See, because you got to learn if it's in your living room that you start your ministry. If it's in your garage. Right. If it's on the, listen. <laughs> listen. What, you you got to show God that you believe what he told you was going to manifest. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. But you got to make sure everything you do is in line with what God told you you were going to do. That's my little nugget of wisdom for you. Don't be disappointed, but be about your father's business. In Jesus' name. What you want to say, woman to God? It's just been good to me. It's just been a blessing to my soul. And it's definitely what I need. He will give you what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I just, I, I'm excited about what he's doing. We're going to get ready to go to San Antonio. Amen. Hallelujah. So we love you all. Amen. This has indeed been a blessing. Praise God. We want you to join us next week. Hopefully I get Daniel's back with you. Amen. I, I like on the apostles table. Amen. And, uh, and I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to talk about this blessing next week. 
Amen. Because the word of God talks about vessels. Amen. Those, as he said, some vessels to honor and some vessels to dishonor. Amen. So we want to be a vessel of honor. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll talk about that next week. I want you to be encouraged in the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I want you to remember that without faith it's impossible to please God. But with God, all things are possible. Who cares? God cares. We'll see you next Sunday. Blessings. 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 With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.